Hey. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm Shane. And this is the Burf. What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. We're coming at you live from our parents' basement. Oh, uh, best place to be. With season one, episode three. Episode three already, man. We're get, we're getting up there. I know. But, uh, this is a great I time. To, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, 80 Toys Rock, our sponsor. Oh, yeah. 80 Toys Rock. Don't remember, though. That's R-O-C. R-O-C. Yeah. He's on YouTube and Instagram. And if you look at the description on this podcast, you will find how to spell the name and what to look up. And we also have Simplicity. Uh, His name is in the, the description also. Great content. Great content. TikTok. Yeah, great people, great content. I really highly suggest you look them up. I think you guys will enjoy them. Oh, definitely, definitely, Shane. He's uh, I haven't got to meet him yet. I mean, he was supposed to come in our last broadcast, but apparently something happened. He couldn't make it. Um, I hope he can be in episode four at least. You know. Yeah. We got a few special guests lined up here. Yeah. Um, then don't forget to check out our Facebook and our TikTok. Uh, it's Shane and the Burf. Mm-hmm. On TikTok. Is up. And, uh, yeah, we'll look both those up. And uh, I think you'll enjoy the content. And you can also private message us with suggestions about what yeah. you want us to talk about exactly just comments on what to talk about whatever you want to hear we can talk about so um what's our topic today well we don't have much of a topic tonight but uh hey let's talk about fish what do you um, think about fish yeah sure you, you- you're an outdoorsman right yes yeah you love the fish hunt I love the fishing. Well, I haven't been hunting in years, but just took up fishing again this year, and I'm enjoying myself, catching a lot of trout. There you go. Now, do you eat those? Um, we haven't eaten any yet. We're we're stocking up to have a big fish fry. Oh, summer. there you go. You know, cause you don't get much meat off a of trout. <laughs> right. It's not like catching a walleye or a salmon or whatever, you know. Which, in case are for viewers, if you didn't know, um, Pennsylvania, the trout are stocked fish. Pretty much any fish in PA except for native brook trout are stocked. Right. But and uh, once in a while, you will grab a native. Yeah. But make sure you throw it back because those are actually wild fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody throws back the natives because. Yep. They're very rare, especially around where we live. When you get out towards central PA, the mountains, they start to become plentiful. But around here, they're rare. Yes, definitely. And if, if you're not sure what a native uh, brookie looks like, it'll have a pink belly. And it's only going to be about four to maybe six inches long if you're lucky that big. Yeah, that's average. Now, there yeah. has been some bigger ones caught, but... The way I tell them apart is just by the color and the look of them. Like, mm-hmm. when if you're fishing for brook trout, which in case you didn't know, that's Pennsylvania state fish. Yeah, um, I did not know that actually. Yeah, that's that's Pennsylvania state fish. Pennsylvania is nice. known for brook trout. Nice. 
Um, Cause I just know they stock a lot of rainbows and brownies. Yeah. Brook trouts are for like mainly the smaller streams. Right. They but, like the ripples too. Yeah. But they hang out in the ripples. If you, you can almost tell what is native mm-hmm. and what's not. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I mean, this fishing season hasn't been off to a bad start, but very, the weather is very, it doesn't know what it wants to do. One day it's 60, it's 70, and then, then, uh, oh, what's today? Today's, today's Friday. I planned on going out yesterday, Thursday, but we, I woke up and I had a quarter inch of snow in my car. That, yep. But, uh, like, or Wednesday, I'm sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday it snowed, so I mean, like yeah. this water temper's jumping all around. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't know what it wants to do. But I don't know about trout. Um, I know when it rains. My dad always told me when I was a kid when it rained, best time to go trout fishing. Yeah, there's I don't a, know why, but there's a couple. It is weird. Um, like I don't know. One time, like. There's I I haven't personally, but my dad went out on Erie, yeah, and they were perch fishing. They couldn't get perch to hit to save their life. Then one of the well, old timers, the, the perch in Erie are pretty massive. So they're like almost like a tuna. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know what a perch is. I'm not like a lake fisherman. Perch are about the size like around here. They're probably around the size of like a bluegill, a crappie, like that size. They're like okay. almost like a panfish. Right, right. But they're not a panfish, in my opinion, because they're in the walleye family. They're like the pike family, it's called. Okay, the pike, yeah. I've caught a few pike in my life. Yeah, but perch are just a smaller pike, basically. Like, no. Like, Go ahead. But, uh, Oh, I don't even know. The ones up in Erie get about two times the size of the ones around here. So they go up, and one of the old-timers like, fire up that motor. So they just put the motor on, rain it idle. Next thing you know, they started catching perch left and right. Hmm. It's like the vibration in the water made the fish. Yeah, brought them over. Yeah, it was very odd. Well, I heard about, like, night fishing before, like, the old timers would like hang lanterns off their boat. Yeah, that's to attract. And the light the would bring fish. them in. Yeah, that's to attract the bait fish towards the light, which nice. causes the bigger fish to come in to feed. Ah, because I I remember as a kid, like we'd be like my dad would take me out lake fishing down at Yellow Creek. It was called, and we catch a little bluegill. I mean, he'd only be like two inches, three inches long, a little tiny bluegill. And then he would use that for bait to catch a largemouth bass. Oh, really? Yeah. He'd have it live. It would still be hooked. And it was alive. And he'd throw that out there. I mean, a little two, three-inch you know, bluegill. Then, boom, the largemouth would hit him. You know, like the 15-inch largemouth would, like, hit him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you never heard of that, huh? <laughs> Using your pan bait. You know, panfish bait to catch largemouth. I have heard of that, like some guys doing it. Yeah. But, uh. Well, did you ever hear of the Susquehanna River? Yes. That's like kind of up north central area. Yes, I have heard of it. 
Now they got rock bass up there. Really? And a rock bass is a panfish, but they got red eyes. Yeah, that is right. That is right. Now it, and it's now the same like a bluegill, but they're like golden color and they got red eyes. And they're like a the limit used to be fifty. I don't know what it is now, but but it's been thirty years since I caught rock bass up at the Susquehanna. Yeah, I like the river fishing. You never know what you're going to pull out of a river. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, people say they go down to Pittsburgh at the Three Rivers and fish down there, and they catch a massive catfish. Oh, yeah. What do they call them? Uh, Well, catfish are bottom feeders. A lot of people don't want to eat them because they think they're just, like, bottom feeders, like mud suckers. Yeah, you but know. to me, catfish are up there in some of the Catfish is on my top three. I agree. To, to me, it's in probably fourth. Number yeah, one would be red meat. One would be walleye, crappie, perch, catfish for me. I never had walleye, and I was talking to my uncle about it the other day when we were out trout fishing. He's like, oh, walleye's the best. Walleye is top of the line. And our buddy Tyler said, walleye is the best. You yes. know, I it never had is. it. My uncle has. You, you've you had it, I'm sure, and Tyler's had it. But I never had walleye. And they look like – they're beautiful fish. Right. I've seen a lot of pictures of you guys catching them, and it's like, oh, man, that looks so good. <laughs> and the teeth on those things, dude. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid growing up, our neighbor had a nice little, like, little waterfall hole with a rock, and it was stocked with trout. But then my dad and my pap and my uncle would also stock trout that they caught into the creek, you know? Yeah. And we had one in there. We called him Red October. He was a brown trout. He was gigantic. Nobody could ever catch him. I remember I was about 11 years old. I was fishing the hole on my neighbors. I caught Red October. I got him up to the the shore bank in the shallow water out of the hole. And I looked down at him. I'm I'm not lying to you, Shane. It had teeth. A brown trout. And I was scared. I was a young kid. I was scared. So I left that hole. I ran up through the woods to my uncle's and asked him if he had a net. <laughs> I didn't want to pick it up. Because he was like 32, 36 inches at the time. And by the time I, he's like, oh, I ain't got no net. I ran back down. My line was broken and he was gone. Really? About 10 years later, that fish finally died of natural causes. My neighbor, who owned the hole of the fishing creek, found him. He was 38 inches long and weighed 10 and a half pounds. Wow. I'm not lying to you. And that was a brown trout. That freaking fish lived there for like 15, 20 years. I believe it because 
those going up in Erie, like you got Steelhead and Browns that run during the uh, winter and the fall. Yeah. They run up in those streams to breed and lay their eggs and stuff. Right. But uh, I believe it, dude. Them brown trout get big. Oh, he was huge. And I wish I wasn't so – like, now I, I would have grabbed them. But I saw their, like, teeth. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, it was like a dinosaur, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, that fish is so huge. And I got so excited, I actually got him up on the shallows. But, like I said, by the time I got back down, the line was broke. And... They got him mounted. They found him laying there in the water, and they found him and got him mounted. Yeah, I definitely would, too. How many years What do you think he was in there? At least 20. I'm not lying to you. Yeah, I mean, if he's in there and he has no predators, I mean. And then he, he, he fed them, like, the trout that were in there. He'd feed them all the time bread and stuff like that and corn. And you'd see him come up and, bam, you know, he hit the corner, the bread sitting on top. Yeah. Yeah, but we nicknamed them Red October from the old movie with uh, Sean Connery. That's pretty cool. Well, at first he was called the sub. <laughs> but then when Red October movie came out, he got nicknamed the Red October. But yeah, he was massive, dude. That's one thing I want to get to is a net. Because I, I landed a pretty nice rainbow yesterday. And uh, it broke my line. Oh, really? Yeah. And if I would have had a net, I had him right on the bank. And I went to lift the pull up, get him out of the water. As soon as I lifted, it snapped my line even below the, my swivel. Huh. So it actually snapped the actual line, which was an eight-pound test. My hook swivel line, six pound. But it broke the eight pound test. I'm like, shit. But yeah, I'm like, I wish I had a net. <laughs> yeah, that got them out. Come in handy. Yeah, I got to get one. But I, I love trout fishing. I don't know if you do much of it. Yeah, I did a lot here. Oh, probably up to two years ago. But now I got that my boat running. Yeah. And now I go out on lakes. Like, well, you pretty, guys got so many lakes up there. Yeah. Like, like we got nothing down here. Like, usually I just go trout fishing with my dad. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone this year yet because it's been real busy. But mm -hmm. it's starting to clear out, and I'll probably venture out. Because these people don't think you can catch fish. Uh, well, the one reservoir me and my uncle go to, it's a... Uh, What's it called? Glen, Glen Mills Reservoir down here by us. It's n near Gibsonia. Um, you should come down sometime, dude, and like just hit the lake, man. We like pretty much limited it out uh, last Saturday when my dad came down. Yeah, I'll have to take you up on that. Just sit. I mean, I, I, I like trout stream fishing, but just sitting at a lake and casting out with a ball bar. You know, it's less work. You just sit there and wait for the ball bird to move. 
But yeah, we definitely got to get together, go fishing, dude. Either I can come up north and go walleye. Because I told my uncle, because he wants to do that fish fry, I'd be like, I'm going to go up north and get a couple of walleye. He's like, oh my God, that'd be so awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, I did the fish fry. The spawn's almost off, but those guys don't think they come in shallow still, but they still, yeah. they come in to still feed. Now, you hunt too, right, Shane? What's that? You hunt too, right? Yes. What What's your favorite hunting? You like archery, huh? Yeah, I'm an archery guy. I love archery hunting. Yeah, it's the same as my dad. He used to love archery hunting. Now, you crossbow or you compound? Uh, mainly compound, but I do own a crossbow. Yeah. I like the old compound style. That's old school. Yeah. You know, everybody now likes the uh, crossbow. But, I, don't, I mean, it is what, it's what you prefer. I mean, it, it is everything's lawful. As long as you're following the law, I don't like Yeah, it. exactly. But I, I still like the old style hunting with the compound or uh, recurve compared to the crossbow, which is like shooting a gun. <laughs> yeah. And my dad, his last deer he shot was with a crossbow. And it went, it was only like 20 yards away. And it went right through the buck. And then when he got down out of his tree stand, he's like, it was sitting there like crying. Like, eh, eh. And it made him feel real bad, and he had to shoot it again. I just think crossbows are too fast. Yeah, they could be. I mean, they, it isn't like gun where it like blows them apart. Right. It just goes right through the vitals. Well, the compound bow, though, you shoot it, and the arrow is still stuck in its vitals. Yeah, most of the time. I've I've never had a complete pass-through. I don't shoot that much poundage. I shoot about 55 pounds. Yeah, 45 pounds is the limit, I think, actually. So. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't want that much poundage. Like, you don't want 70, in my opinion. Because no. Hurt, like, you're up there in a tree stand. and You got to hold it for like two minutes sometimes. <laughs> the longest I ever held my bow back was 10 minutes. Wow. And my arm was burning. I'm like, well, they didn't have like a uh, 75% release on it once you got it pulled back, or no, this was my old one. Okay. So you're actually holding back 55 pounds of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Like these newer bows, like my uncle shoots like 90 pounds. Yeah, they almost roll back. It's 90% leave off. So he's still holding 10 pounds. Yeah, those are nice, but this was back when I first started, and I'd, <laughs> I'd hold that thing. Those, those older bows, you couldn't do that. No, I, I've never shot. I went out archer hunting with my dad, but I, I prefer a rifle myself. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I had like an old bear bow. <laughs> That's actually what I shoot now. I bought a newer version of bear. They still make bear. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I use. Bear is one of my favorite companies. Or what? Hoyts, I think, is another one. Matthews. Matt, yeah. Like all these, like, awesome bows. Yeah, but I'm not really too primitive, you know? For the price, dude. It's, like, so expensive. Really? 
Yeah, the Matthews and Toitzer. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Bear. No, no, no. Bear's probably – they're, like, in my price range. Yeah, but they've been around for, like, 75 years. <laughs> That's actually why I like – Is that, that? it's actually why I like uh, Bear Archery. Yeah. Because it's like a throwback. The story of Fred Bear, I just love that story. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, um, my dad actually, I want to, he had an old, I remember when I was a kid, he hunted over the recurve. Oh, I'll have to ask him what the name of that recurve bow was. But I remember he used to just hang it up in the, we had a basement way. And at the top of the steps, he used to hang his miner's equipment. Yeah. Like a hard hat. And then he had his old bear boat. I, I don't think it was a bear, but it was a recurve. It might have even have been bear. I, I bet you it was bear because back then, dude, bear, phew, top of the line. Yeah, this is like, like late 70s, early 80s. So, yeah, that was, that was so awesome. We used to like play with the bow. And then you had to like string it yourself. Like you had to hook the recurve over your shin between your knee, bend it back, get the rope, you know, the string hooked up. That was a cool shoot, dude. And I was actually pretty good with the recurve with no sight. Yeah, recurves were fun. Um, I've never really shot one. I mean, back when I was in Boy Scouts. Yeah. I was shooting recurves, but I don't know. It's just like, I think it would be a pain in the ass to shoot one. With a recurve. Plus, like with the technology we have, we can the compounds what they're cranking out now. Yeah. Like to me, you have to be really committed to shoot recurve. Oh yeah, definitely. With the aiming, and I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I don't really want to get into that because. You don't want to injure a deer or not get it, and it dies weeks yeah, later. And because as a hunter, one of the worst feelings is whenever you shoot one and you don't find, you don't find it. it. Yep. Which that's just the way hunting is. Sometimes oh, you track it in the middle of the night till two, three, three a.m. You can't find it, especially well, archery. Let's, yeah, let's get to bed and we'll get up in the mornings, pick up the trail. <laughs> you know, yeah, especially archery's like that. But yep. I mean, it's just one of the things of hunting. I mean, every every hunter feels like a piece of piece of crap whenever that get opens. But I don't know. Well, I remember a few. This is years ago. I was out rifle hunting, and um, there was a little bit of snow on the ground, and I'm kind of walking. You know, second week, I stumble across a dead deer. Arrow, arrow in it. So that tells you it's, you know, four or five weeks before it got shot. Right. And then, like, the shoulder was, like, all gangrene. I mean, it was rotting, but still had an arrow, and it's like, damn. Yeah, and I bet like you Like, 20 guy's... yards away from my pap's field, where his tree stand was, you know? Right. Someone whacked it and never found it. So I got a couple hunting stories for you. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, let's see which one. I got I got a lot. 
I'll go with my archery ones. I'll go with my archery ones. Um, I'll go with my first nice buck that I shot. So, I was with my one buddy. We are in the buddy stand, which he never experienced what archery is all about. And you archery hunters know about the rut. Yeah. Rut's top, like, it's almost like the fish spawn. Right. All hell breaks loose. So, we go walking in. And there's comes this buck or doe running up right towards us, probably about 15 yards. Buck following her. They see us, they run away. I'm like, dude, that buck was chasing that doe. I'm like, it's going to be one hell of a night because there's a hot doe in the area. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm all excited at this point. I'm like, we're going to see some deer tonight. So I go, we get up to the stand, we hop in the stand. I'm sitting there, not even 10 minutes later, here comes a doe. I'm like, oh my God, it's like 15, 20 yards right from the stand, right through the shooting lane. So those bucks that are going to be chasing that doe, um, we'll get them like right into shooting range, you know? So I'm up there and there's this buck, nice buck, nice buck. I count the horns on it, legal. Which I had the crossbow with me that night because it was raining. Which, if it's raining, I take the crossbow with me. Yeah, I don't blame you. Because I feel like, ah, I'm like, I'm not really too confident in, like, hunting in the rain with my compound. Right, wet string, fingers might slip, or do you use a release or fingers? A release, wrist release. Okay. Which I feel like I owe it to the animal to give it the most clean and ethical kill that I can. Right. And I've never really shot being wet and soaked. I haven't really had a chance to shoot my bow like that, you know? Right. So I whip the crossbow up, shoot right over its back. I'm like, son of a bitch. (laughs) At that time, I look, I hear brush cracking. Here comes another buck that's even bigger, dude. Literally, most of those crossbows, you have to have one of those cranks that you pull back on. Yeah. I start fumbling around. It falls down. I'm, like, freaking out, shaking like crazy. I grab both those strings and pull them with my bare hands and get that bow back. I throw another arrow in. Aim. Double lung shot. Nice. I'm like, oh, my God. I start shaking. So I'm starting to climb down the ladder. Uh, my buddy's like, you climb down first. And I'm sh- I'm going down the ladder. I'm shaking so bad. He's th- he said he thought the tree stand was going to come out of the tree because oh, the wow. ladder was shaking so bad. That's buck fever, baby. Yeah, so I get down. Of course, it's like it's dark by the time I get down. and Because I always give him about... 15 20 minutes to sit so I'm like right. just as as a hunter you do that so <clears throat> you give them a chance to expire and yeah lay down so you don't kick them up but i knew like the shot i put on it like that thing was i know it was running away but that thing was almost dead instantly because <laughs> it's just like all muscle reflexes you know what i mean yeah so i go and it's raining a little bit i'm following blood trail 
which you're looking for blood, hair, anything. I always keep a roll of toilet paper on me. So if I'm tracking a deer, I just put like a little roll of toilet paper on like a twig. So then it marks my trail. So then yeah. if I lose the trail, I know which way it was going. Hmm. Good idea. So I'm marking the trail with toilet paper because it's really not bleeding that much. I was like, oh, man. I'm like, there's not much blood. But I know where I hit it at. So then I just keep on going, keep on going. I'm looking at blood with bubbles coming out of it. I'm like, oh, that's definitely a lung then. So I keep on following it. But uh, I left out a part here. After I shot it, I got down and backed out. And we went to get my buddy's four-wheeler at his house. So this was about an hour and a half later. It's dark out. But anyway, like we get the four-wheeler. So the four-wheeler's parked like near the stand. So anyway, I'm like, I'm tracking it, tracking it. Then the blood trail runs out. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, this was a good shot. Like, this thing should be dead. I've gone like 30 yards. The broadheads I were using, I mean, I've shot deer with them. I shot both my bucks with those broadheads. Yeah. The first one off the crossbow, that thing hardly produced blood. But that one I actually mounted, the non-typical buck that I shot, that thing had blood squirted everywhere. Now, do you have the solid broadheads, or do you have the ones that, like, eject open? Uh, eject open. Okay. So, I get up there. I'm, like, on my hands and knees looking for blood. I see specks. Then it picks back up again. Then I, I'm, i like, then it dies out again. I'm, like, what the hell? So, I shine the light down. Found the deer. Hmm. I get it all. I tag it. Get it all gutted out. I'm like, all right, where the heck's the four-wheeler at? I literally shine the light. It's, like, literally 15 yards away from us. Wow. <laughs> like, like that thing but, circled clear back to where it was dead. Like, we were, like, literally spent, like, 45 minutes tracking this thing. Yeah. It was, like, literally, like, 15 yards away from us. Well, I don't know if it's true, but I always heard, like, when you shoot at a, a deer... It'll run back the way it came, not forward to where it was going. See, it all depends how fast they die. Yeah. I've had that happen where they shoot them, and you always leave a guy at the stand. So if when you start tracking them, they might circle back around. Right. But uh, then my other story was, this non-typical buck I shot, which I mounted that thing. Yeah. Um, I shot that one with my compound. So oh, I'm you back... have to share a picture of that on TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, how should I start this? So I was along this cornfield during the rut again, which I shoot most of my bucks in the rut. <clears throat> I'm like sitting there watching. I'm sitting there, two hours go by, I'm like, oh man, there's nothing. Then I see movement. There's like five or six does. I'm like, I like grab my bow. I'm like, if this thing's coming this way, I'm going to whack one because I hunt them for the meat. Oh, yeah. Like, the first legal buck that walks by, I usually shoot because I've passed on opportunities and haven't seen a deer before oh, yeah, I know the rest of the you. season. And with work and everything, I don't really get much opportunity to really hunt during the week. Right. 
So I go and I'm, uh, I like pick my bow up. I'm like sitting in the stand again. Then those deer kind of just hanging out. So I put my, put my, uh, bow back on the, like the rest that it has. Like, it's just like basically just, uh, all the hunters will know what I'm talking about. You screw it in the tree and you just like let your bow sit there. Right, right. Next thing I know, dude. I hear brush cracking. I'm like, I know what that is. Yep. That that thing was moving with its head down, heading right towards them doe. I oh, go, yeah. I go Keep sniffing that doe. <laughs> I go grab my bow. I stand up. I'm like looking at it. I'm trying to count its points. And I'm like, oh, dude, this thing's coming fast. I better grab my bow. I grab my bow. Ding. Right off the side of the stand. Literally stops five yards below me. Looking straight up at me. Hmm. And I see, oh, what would it be? The left side of it is all like mangled and stuff. Yeah. And all like non typical. So I don't even look at that side because in Pennsylvania, you only need one side to be legal. Yeah, four uh, points, I think. Uh, three uh, to four on, it depends what county you're in. Yeah. So I count. I'm like, oh, legal. Yep. So I hurry up, draw back, put a double lung shot on it. I heard thwack, saw it run, and it was dry out then. And I'm listening, listening, listening. The best thing you can hear as a hunter is of the deer collapsing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I heard that deer fall down, which I knew that was one hell of a shot. Nice. And it ran like 50 yards. I didn't really have much of a. I saw where the deer went down. Still gave it 15 minutes, just to be sure. Walked up to the deer, gutted it. Or I tagged it, gutted it. Then I just kind of let it lay there, went back up, followed the blood trail back to the stand, found my arrow, got my arrow. Then I drug it out of the woods. Nice. But, yeah, that was that's probably one of the coolest kills I've had. Yeah. You're def- like I said, you definitely have to tag that picture on uh... – of the you're non-typical on TikTok. Oh, definitely. And Facebook. But uh, I got two, two real quick stories for you. One's about hunting and one's just a weird story about, about hunting. All right. So I remember I was about 13, 14 years old. I was hunting with my dad up in Buxatawney. And we were down in a valley on a logging road. And up on the hill... My dad saw a buck coming across, six point. This is back in 1994, 93, somewhere around there. So I'm, I'm up above him going up the hill, about halfway up the hill. He's still down on the logging road. I'm like 50 yards ahead of him. I just hear kaboom. <laughs> then I hear my dad yell, get down. Oh, my. So I dropped to the ground, then kaboom again, <laughs> like he fires again. I'm like, what the heck's going on? I'm a young kid. I don't know what's going on. He's like, there's a buck up on the hill. I just shot it. I hit him. But well, we get at the top of the hill. His first shot broke the front leg of his ankle. And then his second shot was a kill shot, you know? Yeah. But my dad, it's just so funny, he shoots over my head 
Denny tells me to get down. <laughs> but yeah, he got an awesome little six point at the time because that was legal. Second story is I don't know who told it to me, but this guy used to get big buck every year, like 10 points, you know, 12 points every right. year. Monster bucks. What's your secret? You really want to know? Yeah, I want to know. I take my wife's used tampons and I hang them in the tree. <laughs> and the bucks smell that blood and it brings them in. Even your human wife's, you know, menstrual cycle. <laughs> brings those animals in. And that's his secret. They get a big buck every year. I actually have something. It's not a menstrual cycle, but I've actually... Uh, <laughs> funny thing is, like, I don't know, usually during a rut, dude, I just piss right out of my tree stand. Like, I don't care. Oh, I yeah. Think, I don't think it affects them, but... No, my be- dad used to do that, too. Like, when we be out scouting... He'd take a leak. He was like, oh, the, the, the buck will get ticked off. Because they think there's another animal in there taking their women. I don't know, but I always piss. Let it fly yep. right out of the stand. And I've never had an issue with it. Nope. Maybe if you're out west where those animals really don't know humans, that might right. throw them off. But around here, they don't care. Nope. But uh, yeah, I haven't been hunting deer hunting in a while, dude. I, I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't even think I can drag one out anymore. <laughs> to be honest. With you. Another story, got. Go ahead. Um. So this is I had a camp. We have a camp up in Marionsville, and so I was real young at this point. This was really my first buck that in rifle season. And uh, let's just say I, I'm a, I've never been good getting up in the morning. Right. My dad's out there, crack of daylight, 6 a.m. He's like, first day rifle, are you going to get up? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fall back asleep, dude. I stumble out of the camp at 9 o'clock, opening day. Walk through the woods. By the time I get to the spot, it's like 9.30. Right. I stand there for five minutes. Here comes this buck. I shoot it. <laughs> all these people are waking up early ass in the morning. Getting their oh, stuff yeah, ready. They're all, all excited, dude. I just come rolling out of bed at 9 o'clock. In my spot at 9.30. 10, 15 minutes later. It's like 9.45. Mm-hmm. Drop the buck. And my dad's like... He's like, I don't even understand that. He's like, I've been out, I've been out here ready to go since six a.m. and here you come, just stumble out of bed, Not right? An hour later, then you got a dead deer on the ground. I'm well, like, like, like he's yeah. always said, he's he always said it only takes a second, and that oh, proved, that's all it, it is. It proved it right there, like right place, right time. <laughs> yep. Like, you like my my uncle, he goes, he gets up at like four a.m. 
he's in his tree stand at 5 a.m., two hours before the freaking daylight, before he can even shoot anything. You know? But yeah. he always gets big bucks. And then I used to go, when I went rifle hunting, We, I used to say at my Uncle Dan's, we hunt the farm. Then I'm down there, like, sitting against a tree, for, like, falling asleep. I wouldn't get down there until, like, 6, you know, then get daylight out to like, 7.30 in the winter. But I always enjoyed it because for some reason, every time when I went hunting down there, it would snow a little bit, but then it would be kind of warm, and there was this fog. And I just remember, like, uh, the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> yeah. It's snowy, it's foggy. And I just, I just enjoyed that moment. Like, I'm like, I'm in the battle. And then you hear gunshots. Boom, boom. All around, you hear gunshots. And then you're waiting for the deer to come. Then you, like you said, you hear like the brush cracking. Yeah. All right, something's coming through, you know? Yeah. Because I remember one year I was on top of a hill. My dad was down in the valley down by my pap's farm and I saw him down there. So I walked down to meet him. I'm like, Oh, did you see anything? He's like, no, I haven't seen nothing. We're just kind of BSing a little bit. Two minutes later, I see this deer coming across the trail on midway up the hill. I had a 300 Winchester Magnum at the time that my dad had bought me. I was probably, 19, 20 years old, maybe 18. So I see this deer coming. I have a nine, you know, three by nine scope on. I pull up. He's like, is it a buck? Kaboom. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was, dude. I just saw deer and shot, but I landed and it dropped right where it was. I landed a nice nine point. I have to take a picture of the rack. I have it down here in the basement. Oh, nice. It just dropped because was it a buck? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we walk up halfway up the hill. Nice nine point buck. I got shot at it, but with that 300 Winchester Magnum, it didn't go nowhere. His guts were hanging out. Oh, wow. it, it went like 10 yards. And I, I got at it. <laughs> but yeah, talk, talk about racks. I'm actually a big supporter of the antler restriction. Yeah, because all the, the like the two last bucks I've shot were nice bucks, and those things I like you don't like back then you didn't really experience no massive bucks, but the antler restriction in Pennsylvania is obviously working because now we have like beautiful bucks. Uh, a one year old buck got like six points. A uh, two year old buck's a ten point. That's because all these deer are actually surviving. Yep, the bigger bucks are living. Which I'm not. I don't really care about the horns. Like I said, I don't either. I'm about to meet. But like, I don't know. Not gonna lie. I I hunt that inline season during archery. Yeah. I try to shoot my two does there. I do look for nice bucks. Like my buck tag. I'm like, okay. I got my two doe tags for meat. I'm like, I still eat the buck, but, like, I'm going to pay attention for a nice buck. Right. 
depending on if it's rifle, first legal thing that walks by, I'm a blast. Mm-hmm. But archery season, it all depends. Sometimes I've passed up shooter bucks before. But all well, I'm looking like with the inline that first season, you can use that percussion too. Yeah, in that first season. I and believe. I'm looking to use my 1863 Enfield Civil War rifle. Yeah. But you can only shoot a doe. Yeah, yeah, it's doe only for the Enfield. Yeah, so I got to get a doe tack. Yeah, that's what I usually do. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it this year because I'd love to shoot a gun with that old 54 caliber Enfield rifle, dude. <laughs> Percussion cap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, you can. It doesn't have to be an inline. It can it can be a percussion too, so Yeah, but it's only that first season. Then Pennsylvania yeah, exactly. has that Pennsylvania has that tradition season or front lock where it has to yeah, be. Yeah, with the front lock, yep. Which my dad used to have. He used to have an old Hawkins rifle. Yeah. Front lock. But then it wouldn't fire and he put a ball in it, it wasn't fire, and then my, my uncle was like messing with it, he's like, and then all of a sudden there's like two balls jammed in it, and he traded it in for 150 bucks to get his new uh, compound bow. Oh, nice. Well, not nice now, because that old Hawkins rifle from the 70s is worth like a thousand bucks. Yeah, front locks are really expensive. But he traded in to get a $390 compound bow. Yeah. And it was like free. Now that compound bow is gone now too, I believe. Of course, really outdated. Yeah. I miss it all, dude. I miss hunting. Finally, I'm out getting fishing. It's relaxing. Now, did your brother Chris, does he, did he ever hunt? Or Yeah, he actually, he used to hunt. He, he actually won trophies for compound uh, shooting, 3D shoots. Oh, really? He won two first place trophies and then one for showing up. <laughs> <laughs> we have it on VHS tape. And he's like, I got this one for participation. And then he's 12 years old. And he bitched about his participation trophy, which is what they're pushing today. Yeah. Oh, you participated, you get a trophy. But my uncle does it too because he's at a sportsman's club. Right. He can shoot 90 yards and hit a kill zone on a wild boar or a bear or a deer. I've done those uh, oh, the virtual shoots where they play mm-hmm. like a video. They play video yeah. on the screen and then you shoot. Oh. It shows you where they hit. It's pretty cool. Is that on your phone or? No, you go to the target range. Oh, uh, like the golf club too has that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that. Yeah. It's all virtual now, not real. Hey, but Shane, um, I'm going to call it a night. All right. It's 11 o'clock. You got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> that is true. But, uh, yeah, big show. Definitely do. Don't big post show. this thing yet, but not yeah. till Friday. Yeah, I won't. I'm but, just uh, tired right now. But uh, big shout out to uh, '80s Toys Rock and Simplicity. Go check those guys out. Well, make sure you put a link below. Yeah, I'll put their names below, or uh, try to put the link in. But uh, make sure you go check those guys out. And uh, yeah, make sure you hit one of our social medias, either our TikTok or our uh, Facebook page. Same as our podcast name. Uh, yeah. Shane and, and the birth. Shane and the birth. Listen to us, subscribe, and uh, enjoy your content. Yeah. yeah. This should, I think it takes 24 hours for these to upload, so. Well. It should be out Friday. Yeah, this episode will be. All right. But, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys, for watching, and um, we'll see you on uh, episode four. Yeah, that'll be this week sometime coming. Yep, but uh, have a good night, guys, and make sure you follow those people and uh, follow our social media. Yep. Have a good night. Peace out.